It is Murphy Houston. Welcome back to Mile High Magazine Sunday morning. Hope you're all doing well and maybe wearing a mask, maybe not. I guess that's up to you these days, but we're just glad you're here. And I'm glad to introduce Nancy Lewis, who's the executive director of the Colorado Organization for Victim Assistance. Nancy, how are you? I'm doing fine today. Well, you sound good. I had a chance to see a little interview with you the other day with the Colorado Broadcasters Association. And I thought, gosh, I wonder how many people actually know about the Colorado Organization for Victim Assistance. And since you've been with them for a while and you brought up some really good things you're doing, let's talk about that now, Nance, by saying what, and finding out what is the Victim's Assistance. Well, Victim's Assistance <coughs> excuse me, um, was created to help crime victims be part of, be part of the system. Um, in, uh, when Reagan was shot, he... Uh, did a survey around the country, and crime victims said if they had to report the crime again, they wouldn't because treatment they got in the system was worse than the actual crime. So that's how it started, huh? That's how it started across the United States. And um, Colorado is a leading component in victim assistance. We have victim assistance in um, law enforcement, district attorneys, uh, probation, parole, and corrections, and then in community agencies like sexual assault um, hotlines and um, domestic violence shelters. So, wow. So how deep does this get, and how long has it been here in Colorado? Well, um, the early 90s, we created, um, or the the legislature and the the public voted over 80% to create uh, the Victims Assistance, the uh, um, Victims' Rights Act. And that's really how it was started in Colorado. We, it was p- passed by the public for, with over 80% of the vote. That's a lot. Yes, it is. I don't think the public can agree on 80% of anything today. No, are you kidding me? Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> no. So how long have you been involved with them? I've been involved uh, for 27 years. Oh, my gosh. And so what do we do? I mean, when you say victim assistance, what does that really mean? Well, um, a vic- it depends on sort of where it falls. A victim assistance in a domestic shelter is one, time of, one kind of victim assistance. A victim assistance in law enforcement, we do crisis work. So we will go out on scene um, and be with a crime victim to help them understand what they're going through. Then in the DA's office, they'll help them understand the process that they're going through, like when the court dates are, what's going to happen at the court dates, and so on and so forth. So it's it's really it's really to help include crime victims in the process of being a crime victim because you don't ever ask to be a crime victim. Well, of course not. You don't. And once it does happen, you're probably scared and shocked and thinking, what next? What do I do next? And that's where yeah. you guys come in. Yeah, uh, for the most part, people are traumatized, and if you don't understand trauma, you don't understand sort of the kind of shock that your body goes through and that your your thinking mode is uh, decreased and your feeling emotional side is increased and you react to things very differently, and it, it makes it very hard to navigate what's going on at the moment and what's going on in the system. So, Nancy, once you get involved with a, a victim of a crime and you want to assist them, do you stay with them, or do they sit down with you one day and say, okay, I think I got this, and then you never see them again? How does that work? Well, again, it's um, when you're doing crisis work, sometimes it's that way. For instance, with the Boulder um, shooting, we're involved with those um, those victims 
up until the, the trial starts until the DA victim assistance take over. So it, it really depends. If you go out on a, a domestic violence as in law enforcement, you would go out that night and help them understand what's going through, what's coming next. And then usually you'd pass them on to a, um, a, do, a domestic violence program that would help them in the longer term. So it, 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 it differs in every single aspect of the system and the community people. So are you still working with the victims up in Boulder from the shooting? Yes, we're still working with those, and we're also working with the victims down in Colorado Springs. Holy cow, that keeps you pretty busy. What other organizations do you work with? We, well, we're COVA, which is our acronym, is a membership agency of all those people who deal with crime victims. So law enforcement, DAs, probation, uh, domestic violence shelters, sexual assault agencies, those are our members. And we're formed, our organization was formed to help do training so that uh, when people meet with a crime victim, they do no harm. So are you? do you work with, what is it, Colorado Helps, that organization? Is that what it is, Colorado Helps? It's helping the victims that, like, get money? Uh, oh, financially, yeah. Yes. We, we originally... Colorado or COVA got involved with mass tragedy. It wasn't something that we planned or it was on our on our scope, but it started with Columbine and Aurora Theater and on and on and on. And <clears throat> normally what would happen is we would go COVA would go out with money to help with those immediate needs. Right. Then a group formed the Colorado Healing Fund. Right. And and we formed it separate from us because we, we, although we are all over the state, we really wanted a place where people could give money and it could be secure, that they knew that they were giving money. And they don't give away money. They give away money. They don't give away money to individual victims. They give away money to agencies like ours right. that then can help the crime victims directly. Well, that's quite a group of people you guys have gathered over the years. Yes, it is. Well, congratulations on that. Now, what kind of crimes are we talking besides, you made domestic violence. Is it any crime at all? Any kind of crime? Victims' Rights Act really deals with crimes of persons. So, you know, domestic violence, sexual assault, murder, those kinds of things. But because we have people in place, we deal with anything. If there's a robbery or a, um, a harassment, we, our victim advocates will get involved with that. So, yes, and not everybody wants a victim advocate. Oh, really? Why, why would that be? Wouldn't you want help? Um, or is it well, a private it's, thing? It's, yeah, I think it is. I think people feel like they have enough support around them, and they don't really, you know, they understand the system, and they, they don't need us. But for the most part, people are very happy to see us. There's usually confusion. I worked in law enforcement, so... There was always confusion with who did I belong to and was I was I a law enforcement officer? Right. And the answer would be no, I'm a victim advocate. What's that? <laughs> well, an advocate's a good thing. Everybody knows, I think, what that means. But they have one in that kind of a situation. I'm sure victims don't realize that is true. And that's why we're talking to you today. They know they can get help. Yeah, they absolutely can. And, um, and from, you know, from the, if they report it and... Law enforcement should be, you know, requesting of do they want a victim advocate to come out. If, if they um, go into a domestic violence shelter or go for counseling, they're, they're all advocates. They're people who have been well-trained to know how to deal with people in trauma. 
And is there any cost involved with that? To the victim, yeah, yeah, to, yeah, to, the, victim? to no. the victim, right? Oh, abs- absolutely not. No, we're not counseling. No, we're, you're you're, you're we're, helping. We, yeah, we're, what we do is we give people resources and we help them understand what the process is, and we also help them to understand trauma. And like I said earlier, kind of maybe an extension of that. If people have met with you already and they forgot something you told them or something, can they come back to you again to reask oh, questions? Oh, absolutely. So you're there till 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 the game's over, more or less. Well, let me sort of take you. If if somebody is a crime victim and the law enforcement go out, law enforcement will will be an advocate for that person until it goes to the DA or if it if it goes to the district attorney. Um. So we're we're not we're not there forever. Yes, we're there as long as people need us. Well, that's for, that's great. So how about how does somebody get a hold of you to find out if they do need your help? Is there just like a phone number, or a, a web page, what? Well, there's both. Uh, our phone number, our direct line is 303-861-1160. And then our our um web page is Colorado Crime Victims with an S dot org, all written out. And what kind of information besides a way to get in touch with you would they find there on your web page? Oh, there's trainings, there's trauma tips, there's um, our conference, um, there's um, all the information about our programs because we have we have a human trafficking program, we have an intern program, we have a Spanish outreach program, we have a victim offender dialogue, we have an emergency fund. So wow. we have quite a few programs. I didn't realize that human trafficking was so big in the Denver area or in Colorado. It's pretty big, isn't it? It is. Yes, it is. And and it's sort of our program is split 50-50 between sex trafficking and labor trafficking. People don't understand. We have a lot of labor trafficking in the state. What does that mean? Well, um, sheep herders are, you know, brought to the United States with, with papers. They take their papers and they, it, it's, they uh, don't pay them, don't treat them right, don't get the medical stuff. Um, also in some restaurants and hotels, they have people come to this country or they bring in, you know, um, dropouts, kids who are on the street, and they force them to do labor. Wow. And they yeah. and how do you figure that out? Do they report to you or these victims? Again, the word victim comes in. Do they yeah. reach out and you, and you get involved? Sometimes that's how it happens. And a lot of times we have a really, really good relationship with law enforcement. Uh-huh. When, when law enforcement gets involved, they will call us and see if um, – if we can take the case, and if we can't take the case, how we can help the person. Um... Yeah, another call. <laughs> nope. Yeah, not, no, I don't. <laughs> you know, if, how we can help the other person. I mean, we don't take all the clients that are referred to us, but we work real hard at um, making sure that they're connected to some kind of services. You must work really close with the police department then. They're probably your, maybe your first connection to what's going on? Usually that's true. And law enforcement are, are are members. Sure, they are. I'll bet they are. I, I I ask so much these days, even though things are getting better with the pandemic. We're still in the pandemic. How has that affected what you've done in the last year over there at the Colorado Organization for Victim Assistance? Um, it's made it harder. We've uh, our staff has worked from home mostly. We've kept the office open the whole time. 
Um, the crime has gone way, way up. More violent crime has gone way, way up. Um, working two mass tragedies at one time is something I n- never dreamed I would be doing. Right. There's, yeah. a, there's a lot of that going around, unfortunately, isn't there? Yeah, and if, if I could, I would really put like to put a plug in. We've raised a lot of money in Boulder, but we have not raised very much money down in Colorado Springs. So if people are of a mind to help us down there, um, they can make a contribution to the Colorado Healing Fund. Yeah, they're all over the place, that Colorado Healing Fund. They do a great job, don't they? Yes. Well, they're, they're brand new, you know, and, which is, and they've done a really good job. They've done, done magnificent work. And if people want to donate, how do they do that? They can um, go to coloradohealingfund.org. That, just that simple. Give what they can. That, and they, that's simple. And, they, that's... and then what do they do with the money? Well, they, they work with people who are on scene. For instance, um, we never, ever go to a mass tragedy unless we are called out. Uh, and both, uh, both in Boulder, the DA called us, and in Colorado Springs, the, the victim coordinator called us down there. And so we're on the scene. We're, we're dealing with victim advocates who are dealing with the families and know what they need and tell us, and we work real hard to get them what they need. Wow. So what's what's the future for the Colorado Organization for Victim Assistance? You have plans or how you want to improve things? What are you thinking? Well, the the biggest change coming about is we used to get funded by offender fees. Uh-huh. And that's changing a lot and it changed a whole bunch in the um in the virus because people weren't going to court, so how could they get charged fees? So we're we're really looking at how to how to finance victim assistance in the state. And again, Colorado leads the United States in in the kinds of services we provide. Well, congratulations on that. Nancy Lewis, Executive Director, Colorado Organization for Victim Assistance. Really, now people are aware you're out there. You might get some more calls now for help that people really need, and you're there to help them. Well, that's why we're there. So thank you very much for bringing us on. Well, appreciate it, Nancy. And uh, you guys hang in there. It's Mile High Magazine, Murphy Houston here, and we will be right back.